0: Scripture says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they're not. Depart from it. And, you know, if you still have children that are still out, you just keep praying and thanking God every day. They're saved, and they're with me here in church. Amen? That's a confession of faith. And it can be done. I've seen it done, so I, you can't argue with me. I have already know, and, and uh, I praise God that God intervened in our life early, so we were able to raise our children there. Well... I'm the girl that's here every Sunday morning. and <laughs> so I'm going to be your announcement girl. So I love doing it. I love greeting you. And I thank you for all, all of you being here today. Amen. And we welcome everyone. And we have a visitor today. His name is Tristan. So make sure you shake hands with him and greet him. And you know you can come here once and you'll be a visitor. But the next time, you're family. Okay? So amen. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like having people come. You need to encourage people to come out and be with us on Sundays and Wednesdays. And, uh, you know, the the shepherd does not beget sheep. Sheep beget sheep. Sheep, you know, they they do their own thing. Sheep, sheep. But the pastor doesn't do that. That's your job Is here in the church is to bring the sheep in. Amen. So uh, it's always a good thing to uh, know and, and bring those people in for us. Amen. And help the Lord. Amen. Well, let's see. Uh, Wednesday night it's um, our Wednesday night service with the children, so be sure you come out and bring somebody with you. Amen. And uh, and it starts at what time? It starts at seven, and it's going to be like an hour of power. It usually goes from seven to eight. And if you come and don't worry about if you're coming from work, come anyway. Come with what you got on. It doesn't matter. You don't have to. Just come and be with us. Amen. Don't let that hinder you or say, well, I can't go to church. I'm, I'm not freshly cleaned up. No, nope. you just come ahead and let's just. And if you've been out playing sports, come on, just sit by yourself. You've been playing sports, you know. So, <laughs> Downwind, downwind. <laughs> downwind, yes. But come anyway. Don't let that stop you. Amen. Amen. And next Sunday is going to be Fellowship Sunday. I'm telling you, you people are going to make us big as a bear. <laughs> Yes, I'm sorry. Prayer is at 6:30, and uh, Miss Abel takes care of that, right? Okay, all right. Okay, 6:30, and uh, also next Sunday is Fellowship Sunday, so remember to bring something for that. And uh, also, we want to remember uh, the Emporium Church with Pastor Wiggins. Uh, they're doing a remodeling, so keep that in mind and prayer about how much you want to give or what we're going to do for an offering for that church. Uh, Uh, Bishop Smith has wanted us to uh, be sure and put that out there. And every church is supposed to help out this church. Amen. And uh, also today begins the 21 days of prayer with Kogop. And all the churches are praying for each other. Amen. So for the next 21 days, starting today until the 21st, be praying for all the churches here at Kogop. Amen. And also next Saturday... I think it's Saturday the 7th. Okay. At 5 o'clock is um, our ladies' ministry meeting, and it's going to be here at the church. Amen. So, all you girls, tonight out, let's come on and have a good time. Yes. And that's the food we're just going to bring, which one Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it's. I'm new at this, people. <laughs> I promise I'll do better. <laughs> amen. Amen. And also today's Communion Sunday. Every first Sunday will be Communion Sunday. Amen. So, uh, and it's also going to be family. Everybody's in the service on first Sunday. Amen. No, no childrens, no nothing. We want everybody to be in here for that that morning service. Amen, amen. Also, I, I have a scripture I like to uh, to read, and I, I believe they'll put that up there for me. It's Psalms 133, 1 through 3. And it says here, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head it ran down the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment. And as a dew of Hermon and as a dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessings, even life forevermore. Amen. When we dwell together in unity and have that oil upon us, then we can dwell together and life is good for us. Amen. Because we're putting others first and ourselves and and, uh, we praise the Lord that today is the day of salvation. Amen. Yes, Tommy. Psalms 133. One through three. -hmm. That's right. All right, let's all stand. We're going to pray, amen, and then we'll get back into praise and worship, okay? <laughs> Father, we thank you and we praise you. We glorify you. We come into your courts and into your gates with thanksgiving and praise. We thank you for each every.
1: Thing. You can mark it on the envelope or on the check, and it will go towards whatever you mark it as. But We do want to remember to continue to, write, to pray for the pastor and his wife. It's the best thing we can give them is prayers. Right. That's right. So let's all bow our heads. We'll pray this morning. God, we come to you at this time, Lord, just uh, giving you praise for this day, God. And as we begin this new year, God, we want to walk as you want us to, Lord. And, and we're just uh, praying special blessings on the Dameron's, God, that you'll be with them. Uh, help direct uh, their thoughts, God, and and the things that they do here for the church, Lord. We just um, help provide, God, for their health, that you'll watch over, be with them, God. We pray for this offering and the finances, Lord, that they'll go towards your your work, Lord, and that it'll be a blessing to them. And we just want to continue to remember and uplift them, Lord. We give you thanks for everything you've done and what you're doing in your name. Amen.
2: out 2023 knowing the Lord is their Savior. Amen. That's the most important.
3: Thank you, Jesus. Can you say man? Amen? Amen. amen, 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 amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, don't you love the Lord? Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lisa. Praise God. Thank you, praise team. What a great job this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You might want to go ahead and get ready for uh, taking notes or whatever you want to do. Take notes if you do. If you don't, get your... Bible, or a lot of times now it's not a Bible, it's an iPhone or iPad that people look at today as we look at scriptures. So praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Barbara and I want to say, Happy New Year. Welcome 2023. Praise God, it's going to be a great year. And you say, well, how do you know? Well, I read the end of the book and We win. We win. Hallelujah. So we're just so glad to be here on what we're calling Vision Sunday. Can you say amen? Vision Sunday. Hallelujah. In other words, for you, over the next few weeks we'll be sharing some things uh, that pertain to some of the things we're going to do here at the church and some of the things that you've already doing we just need to keep doing. But thank God we just need to add, add to some things to make them better. Amen. Praise God. If you would, let's first go to Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18. We're talking about Vision Sunday, but we're also going to be talking about this morning, focus on the future. Focus on the future. Look at a person next to you and say, you need to start focusing on the future. Because the past is not doing you any good. If you've noticed, sometimes we rehearse the past. And the past hasn't helped any of us. So we don't need to go there. Matter of fact, you just need to look over your shoulder like that and wave bye-bye and don't look back there anymore. It's gone. 2022 is gone. Isn't it good to know you get a fresh start? You get a start all over. Praise the Lord. I used to love that in school. Uh, The teacher would say, okay, it's a new quarter. We're starting fresh. Everybody has a uh, blank uh, uh, plate, and you can start right there, and everybody can do well. But look here, if you would, in Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18. I'm going to look a little bit at the translation in the amplified version, but mine may be a little bit different, but I want to read it out of the King James Version first. In Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, it says, where there is no vision, everybody say vision. Vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Another translation says, where there is no vision, where there is no constant revelation of God and his word, the people have no clear direction. Let me read that to you again. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. It says, where there is no vision, where there hasn't been something said, where there hasn't been something cast out there, where, where there hasn't been anything that's going to lead us into a better place, where there is no vision, where there is no constant revelation of God and his word, the people have no clear direction. Without direction, there is no path to our destination. So we have to know where we're going if we're going to get to the place that we want to go. Isn't that good to know? It's like me starting out here and say, "Well, I'm going to go to uh, I'm going to go to uh, Denver, Colorado. I, I, how do I get there? Well, I don't just get in a car and just take off. I need to have some direction. I need to know how to get there." Glory to God. Hallelujah. We need to know how to get there. Amen. Amen. (laughs) But we all know our ultimate destination, of course, is heaven. Our ultimate destination is heaven and to take as many people with us that we can. So that's a good thing to know. But in this new year coming up, 2023, we're going to experience some new things. You'll probably experience some change. Change is not always easy to some people. Transition is not always easy to some people. Barbara and I have already took out the last row of pews in the church here. And, uh, oh, look, he's already changing stuff. Well, that's, that's just minor. So uh, we're just thankful that God is about to do some things for us and through us. But if we don't have any constant direction on where we're going And why we're going there and who we are and what God has done for us. I love that translation because it says there needs to be a constant revelation of God's word. We need to be continually hearing what God has said to us, not only as individuals, but what God is saying to us as a local church. I'm so glad that the local church is the last powerhouse between heaven and hell. The local church. Come on now, the local church. You're part of one of the strongest entities in the world today, and that's being part of a local church that knows who they are as well as they know where they're going. If I don't know where I'm going and I don't know who I am, I could be wandering in the wilderness like Israel did for 40 years. Folks, some of us don't have 40 years. Amen? So we're going to get some things done, and we're just glad God's going to be a part of it. Look over here now, if you would, in Philippians chapter 3. These are the writings of Paul. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and verse 14. Let me get over there, Philippians. Well... I'm not used to having this up on the screen here, so I need to uh, get used to this. But this is the Apostle Paul writing, and what are we talking about? Focus on the future. Too many times I've heard people's conversation, all they want to do is talk about the past, how bad they had it, how rough it was, you know. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about COVID. COVID's over. That happened two years ago, two and a half years ago. You know, that's gone. Let's continue to believe God for greater things. How many think that Jesus is greater than COVID? Come on now. Either we believe that or we don't. Either the word says that we've been delivered from sicknesses and disease or we have not. I believe what the word says. But look here at Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. It says, brethren, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things that are where? In front of you. In front of you. Next verse. He says, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. Can you say Amen? Amen. Hallelujah! The Apostle Paul wasn't going to stay where he was. Too many people think it's okay to stay where they are. Too many people think it's okay. Well, we're getting by. We're okay. No, I, I think God wants us to have better. I said, I want. I believe God wants us to have better. A new year. Listen to me. A new year is about to begin, and we, this church here today. Have the decision to make. We must decide whether we will hold on to the past and go backward or focus on the promise of God and move into the future that he has for us. You're going to have to make that decision. I'm going to have to make that decision. Am I going to stay in the past or am I going to decide to go forward? I need to forget about yesterday and be like the Apostle Paul. I'm going to press in. I'm going to press forward. And the way you're going to get what you need from God, you're going to have to do a little bit of pressing. I said you're going to have to do a little bit of pressing. The Apostle Paul chose to focus entirely on his future with God and everything that God had for him. Though Paul wrote this late in his life, he was still reaching forward. He said, I do not count myself to have apprehended. I have not achieved it all. That's paraphrasing what Paul was saying. And we know all the great exploits the Apostle Paul had. He said, I haven't even reached it yet. I've not achieved everything that God wants me to achieve. I cannot consider myself a winner yet. This is the Apostle Paul, all that he went through. He's making statements like, hey, i got a lot more in me to go. Folks, I want to tell you. We're not done yet. Those of us who are, I was going to say, up in age, but I'm I'm up there too. I'm 73. Hey, there's a whole lot of life left in me yet. I'm not done. Come on, and I'm looking at the rest of you either. You're not done. It looks like you're still hungry. It looks like you still want some things from God. It looks like you still want God to move in our services. I can sense the presence of the Lord as we begin to praise Him and worship Him. There's something on the inside that God gave you when you accepted Him as your personal Savior that'll cause you to raise your hand. It'll cause you to jump up and down. It'll cause you to dance. It'll cause you to run. It'll cause you to do things that the devil said you couldn't. But you know you can because of Jesus who lives and abides and dwells on the inside of every one of us. Yes. Thank you. Whoa! Glory to God. You and I must recognize that the future is in front of us. And we must prepare ourselves right now to do what God wants us to do. You see, a farmer doesn't wait until harvest time to plant the seed or get his equipment ready. He knows that preparation time is critical because it will, it will affect the performance of the harvest. You've got to prepare. I heard a guy say many, many years ago, he said, preparation time is never time lost. I don't know how many extra hours of study, of prayer, and I began to do something for God, and I didn't even use it. And I, was all, and I would always hear him say, preparation time is not time lost. All that prayer, all that study time, all those things you're believing God for, are in a safe place. They're right here. Thank God He can deposit things in you. Come on now, I said, thank God He can deposit things in you that you, that will come up weeks, months, years later that He planted in you. It's the same in our lives. How we look at today matters. It's not just another day. It's a time that we have been given to get ready for tomorrow. Today we prepare for the opportunities coming our way. Today we prepare for the adversities we face. Today we get ready for eternity. (laughs) Are you ready to meet him? Today we get it ready for eternity. In other words, I'm glad I'm ready. I said I'm glad I'm ready. And to live with him is going to be forever. Today is important because there are things we haven't achieved yet. Things in our future. Things in your future. Things you haven't done yet. Things you haven't achieved yet. Aren't you glad to know that God gave you another day to be able to go towards that goal that he gave you. That you could be encouraged by the things he spoke to you about. To accomplish those things, we have to do, just like the Apostle Paul did. We must forget our past and focus on the future. Can you say amen? We must focus on the future. Look over here in Matthew 14. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 14. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 14, beginning in verse... 22. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 14, beginning of verse 22. What are we doing? We're focusing on the future. We're looking at the things that God wants us to do and keep doing. Very familiar story here. When we begin to read this, you'll understand this. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him on the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, went unto them, walking on the, excuse me, Verse 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a Spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw the winds boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, and caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Wherefore didst thou doubt? Did you know the only reason Peter sank was that he lost his focus? The only reason that Peter sank was that he lost his focus. Can you maybe look back on your life and you can recollect wow, the only reason I didn't get a hold of that was because I quit focusing on what God told me. What is God telling us to do? God has some things in here for every one of us to do in here. Are we doing those things or are we being like Peter? We're allowing everything out here that we see take our attention away from him And causing us to lose our focus on what he wanted us to do. I've been there. I said I've been there. You all remember this here. Maybe it's a good bit of news you've never heard before. But in 1973, Secretariat won the fabled triple crown. The Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stake. Horse racing's famous race. But Secretariat had a problem. Was staying focused on the race at hand. He wanted to look at everything around him and not stay focused on the race that he was in. So they came up with an idea. They started putting blinders on him and he started paying attention to what was in front of him and not everything that was around him. (laughs) I love that. He would have been just another horse. But Secretariat was one of the greatest racehorses in history. All because someone paid some attention to him and noticed that when he was racing, he was like that. And he wasn't paying attention to the race at hand. Let me put this to you. How many of us have been there that same way? We know what we're supposed to do, but what does the adversary do? He'll bring everything he can to get you to look over here, to get you to look over there. He'll get you to do things that have nothing to do with what God has told you to do, and that's to stay focused on the race that we're in. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, I'm not saying that next Sunday I'm going to have blinders for everybody to put on when we come in here. <laughs> of course, that may help some of us, you know. <laughs> we, would, we would be like this. Maybe we wouldn't look around so much and see what's going on, but we would stay focused on what's going on in front of us. Come on now, can you say amen? It's all about Jesus. And where's Jesus always been? He's always been right here. He's always been right there. He's never been one step away from me so far that I could not get a hold of him. This man Jesus is always focused. In 2 Timothy 1:7. hallelujah, or excuse me. In Matthew 14:27 of this same text right here in Matthew 14:27, Jesus said, he said, "Don't be afraid." Now, these are some of the things that we need to stay focused on here in 2023. Just, just some of these things. But I want to give you a few here uh, uh, that we can look at. But Jesus said in Matthew 14, 27, he said, don't be afraid. Now look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1, and verse 7. says, for God hath what? Not. Not. God has not, if there has ever anything, tried to take over the church, the local church, ministries, missionaries, the church world as a whole. It's the spirit of fear trying to creep in and take away from what you know to be true. Amen. But what what did the word say? You know what? I'd rather just fall on the word. Many of us has faced situations that we've allowed the adversary because we got out of focus and we got afraid. We got into fear. And you know, faith cannot work where fear is operating. They're just like magnets. They don't work together. But in 2 Timothy 1, seven, it says, For God hath not given us what? The spirit of fear. Whenever fear tries to get a hold of you, you need to realize and rebuke it real quick. Wait a minute, devil. I don't have to be afraid. God didn't give me the spirit of fear, but of what? Love, power, and what? A sound mind. Some people would just like to be able to lay down at night and have a sound mind to where he could just sleep. Holy to God. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a what? Of a sound mind. Peter lost his focus when he didn't utilize what he had at hand. He forgot who it was that was walking on the water. Because Jesus was his power. Jesus was his love. And Jesus was was his sound mind. When the adversary comes in, I know how he is. He he attacks the mind. I know that. He he attacks what you're trying to think. He attacks what you're trying to do. Always telling you you're never going to amount to anything. Always telling you that you're going to go broke, that you're never going to have anything. Folks, he's a liar. I said he's a liar. And not only that, but he is the father of all liars. When he tells you you can't do something, you need to realize, yes, you can. I said, yes, you can. And when he tried to bring fear into you, fear into your family, fear into situations, you, need to, you just need to stand up and rail your back and say, no, God didn't give me the spirit of fear, but God gave me the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I can lay down at night and I can go to sleep quicker than a squirrel can collect uh, nuggets out in our backyard. It don't take me long to go to sleep. I'm out. Barb said you go to sleep like a dead man. Well, you know why? Because I know who it is that's putting me to sleep. I'm not afraid to go to sleep. I'm not afraid to wake up in the morning and, and, and face what, what, what the adversary is trying to put out there and scare me with. Because God does not bring the spirit of fear. He doesn't bring it to you. He's not going to bring it to this church. Because this church isn't going to operate under the spirit of fear. We're going to operate under the spirit of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you hear the word of God, the more your faith is going to come alive. But the less you hear the word of God, the less the power of faith is going to be able to operate in your life. Faith comes by hearing. Pastor, you talk a lot about faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because without it, I can't please God, and neither can you. Glory to God. <laughs> Let's look at another one here. Peter asked if he could come. Remember, Jesus was walking water. Peter said, is that you, Lord? Bid me to come. Well, Peter asked if he could come. Well, how are we going to ask? Let's ask in faith. Ask in faith. You know, you, you can't doubt and get anything from God. Come on now. You can't doubt and get anything from God. Hallelujah. Peter asked if he could come, but we need to ask. When we're talking to God, we need to ask in faith. Asking and believing that we know that when we ask for it, we're going to get it. Based on what the word of God said. Not based on what you said or not based on anything else. If God promised it in his word, it's yours. It belongs to you. Glory to God. Ask in faith. Look here at Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 verse uh, 7 through 11. It says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. You know there's a key here. There's a key here. Sure you ask. What well, you got to do? You got to ask. But if you don't ask, you know a lot of people don't have today the because they don't ask. And they ask a lot of times and they ask amiss because they don't know what God says about the situation or the thing that they're believing God for and asking for. He said, ask, and maybe, is that what that says? Oh, ask, and I don't know if I can do it or not. No, come on. See, don't listen to me. You, you Believe what the Word says. Ask, is he putting any limitations on this? None. He said, ask, and it what? Shall be what? Given to you. Asking in line with God's word. Now, it didn't mean you could go out here and outside and say, well, the pastor said I could ask and I could get it. Well, Lord, send me a Cadillac and a million dollars in the in in the the drawer. No, that's not what he's talking about. Whatever it is you're asking for. How many in here right now are believing and praying for something or someone. He said ask. Base what you're praying for. On the word of God. Because when it's in the word of God. It's yours. It's a promise. It belongs to you. Is that right? He said ask and it what? Shall be given unto you. Now what do you need, do you need to seek? Go find it. Go find what you're praying about in here, and then you lay claim to it. You lay hold on God, you said in your word that if I would believe what you said, I could have what I'm asking for. Is that what he said? Is that what he's saying? Glory to God. Ask and it shall be given. Seek. And when you're looking for it, guess what? You're going to find it. You got to knock on the door of God's heart. Come on, and it what shall be opened unto you. Folks, we're just not looking enough. We're not seeking enough. We're not knocking enough because when we do, guess what? The doors are going to open. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory Hallelujah. to God. <laughs> Amen. 10 or 8. For every one of you, See, this is not me. So, see, I'm not standing on this. This is what God said, or what Jesus said. It's red letter writing. For everyone that what? Asketh how? In faith. You've got to believe what you're asking for. And how do I know what I'm asking for? You've got to know what's in here. Base what you're praying for on this word. Hallelujah. That's what we're talking about. For everyone that asketh what? Receiveth. And he that what? Seeketh, findeth. And he that knocketh what? Shall be opened. That was a preceding verse. That's what it just said. Amen. Go back to uh, verse 7 real quick. And ask what? And it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. Now verse 8. And if you do that, for every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be what? Open. Some doors that you're looking at right now are waiting to be opened if you'll begin to seek and knock and ask. Nine. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son asked bread, would give him a stone? I dare say that there's no one in here who has children or grandchildren would deny any of them bread. (laughs) Would you? Talk to me. I'm one of these guys. You can talk to me or shout, chant up, down, run, say amen, whatever. Or what man is there of you whom if his son would ask bread, would he give him a stone? Absolutely not. God's not telling you when you ask for something, he's going to give you something that resembles a stone or that it's no good. Go on to verse 10. Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Your God will honor your prayers. He just needs to know what you're asking for. And base it on the word of God. Too many times we're praying and it has no biblical substance. Hallelujah. Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a servant? Verse 11. Hallelujah. If then, if ye then, being evil, talking about a carnal person. I mean, even before you were saved, would any of you people in here Deprive your children of bread to eat or water to drink. Even when you were lost, you wouldn't do that. That's what this is talking about. He says, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts. So you know what it is to take care of your family. You, you, You do the best you can. Before you were even saved, you took care of them. You fed them. You clothed them. You loved them. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good good gifts unto your children. (laughs) That's natural. In natural people, before we were ever saved. How much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? (laughs) Glory to God. How much more? Would our Father honor you? Now you're saved and love Jesus. And you're going to him with his word and saying, Father, I'm believing for this or I'm believing for that. And you said, confront you said in your word that if I would believe this and stand on it, that I could have what I'm asking for based on the word of God. Sometimes people just take this way off the map. Amen. Hallelujah. John 15:7. Trying to hurry here. Glory to God. John 15:7. Look at this. I love this word abide. You know what that word abide means? <laughs> Reminds me that when we were uh, years ago, we lived in the house, and we would have visitors, and my dad would say, "Mom," he called my mom. "Mom," he would say, "Mom, some of your family's coming. They're gonna." Uh, stay a while. I hope it's not long. Now I know you don't have family like that, so I won't talk about you. But I do, you know. Oh, here they. Oh, I wonder how long they're going to stay. <laughs> but what makes it worse is this word right here. <laughs> if you see those same family people coming, and they get out of the car and they start unloading their car and their suitcases, they're coming to abide. <laughs> same scenario with this. If you abide in me, if you live in me. Now I don't, know how much, I don't know how much you all read. I don't. I don't go home with you. I don't know how much time you spend with God. I don't know how much time you pray. I don't know how much time you love people. I don't know how, how kind you are to people. Or is it just at church? But he said, if you abide in me, When we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, if you abide in me, when I said yes, now I'm living in him. Now he has something for us. He said, if you abide in me and my words, this, if my words abide in you, you shall what? There it is again. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. How do we know what to ask for if we don't know what his word says? Because his word needs to be living where? In us. If, if he said, you abide in me and my word abide in you. In other words, you know what the word says, and you can go straight to it when you're in need. Glory to God. Can you say amen? The next thing Jesus said in that same scripture there, Jesus said, come. Jesus said, come. Folks, we need to know the voice of God. You know that? We need to know the voice of God. Look over here at Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. This book of the law, we could say the word here, but this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt what? Meditate, in other words, that word meditate means to, to go over and over and over, to meditate, to meditate, meditate. This book of the law shall not depart out of whose mouth? Your mouth, not mine. i got to believe God for myself. you got to believe God for yourself. Glory to God. 2023 is ours for the taking, but we need to know what we're asking for. Glory to God. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Day and night. Meditate day and night. There's, there's not a very long time limit that goes through the day that I'm not something don't come up here about the word or about God or about prayer or about people. No, it's not. I don't do this 24 hours a day. I'm not in the word 24 hours a day. I'm not like that. But he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but shalt meditate therein day and night. Why? Why? That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, everybody say then, the then doesn't come until the meditation starts. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. If we want to know what's written in here, we need to get in there and begin to look. Too many people have relied on the pastors in churches worldwide to feed them on Sunday and Wednesday and not even pick up dessert the rest of the week. You need to do your own reading. If the only time you heard the word priest is on Sunday and Wednesday, you need to begin to abide in him. Because I tell you, this is not a negative confession, I can tell you something's going to come your way. And you're going to need to have some kind of word to rely on to get you through that situation. Glory to God. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. No, I'm not telling you to go around town and go to Walmart and everything, you know, like this. Every five steps you up. No, I'm not telling you to do that. But you need to know what's in here. You can't believe God for something in here when you do not know it exists. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then. For what then thou shalt make whose way? Your way. I can't make your way prosperous. You make your way prosperous. In other words, prosperous. You know, how I many you know it's okay to have a little bit of change in your pocket? How I many you know it's okay to have a dollar or two in your pocket? How I many you know it's okay if your wife wants to go out and eat you can just say, Come on, honey, let's go out to eat. I mean, just a little bit extra. It's okay. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. How? When the law is not departing from your mouth and you're meditating day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to what is written therein. For then thou, you can make your own way prosperous. Thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. Glory to God. Don't you just love that? Look here at John 10. We're about done. Everybody say he's about done. <laughs> I love this. John 10, look here. John 10, 1 through 5. Verily, it's Jesus. Verily, verily, I said to you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and the robber. Folks, there's only one way you're going to get this. You're going to have to get it yourself. I cannot get it for you. You're going to have to get in here and dig. Do some research, find out for yourself, and see what the Word says about you and your situation. Can you say Amen? John ten two. But he that entereth in by the door, is the shepherd of the sheep. Praise God, we have a shepherd, and whatever door he goes in, I go in with him. Glory to God. He's my shepherd. I said, He's my shepherd. Glory to God. He's the chief shepherd. I'm an under-shepherd here in Kansas City, Missouri. And hope through grace fellowship. Really, I'm just a messenger boy. But I love the message that he brings me. That I get to share with you. This will make you grow. It will make me grow. But he that entereth in by the door. Oh, three. Oh, boy, he's quick. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Verse three. To him the porter openeth. And the sheep. The sheep. And what are we talking about here? Jesus, the next thing Peter Peter he he needed to know his voice. He needed to hear the voice of Jesus. Amen. To him the porter openeth, the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. The shepherd. The shepherd. Isn't it good to know that when the Spirit speaks to you, you know who it is? You know it's Him. And usually when He speaks to us, it's usually related to what He's already said or done in His Word. Hallelujah. Go ahead. And when He putteth forth His own sheep, He goeth before them. And the what? The sheep follow Him. For they what? (laughs) This is his voice. You can know the voice of God when he speaks to you. Not a situation you'll ever be in that God's voice can't lead you out of. Never. Never. I don't care what it is. God's voice can lead you out. Can you say amen? Let's go on here. One more verse. And a stranger will they not follow. You know, a lot of times the only reason people go astray... They follow a stranger. They don't know the voice of the shepherd. And they're allowing something else to get in here. But when you know the voice of the shepherd, you cannot be led astray. Folks, I tell you, there's a lot of doctrines out there today, a whole lot of doctrines. And not all those doctrines are true or good that you and I need to be listening to. But when we know the shepherd's voice, In other words, when we know his word, we know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee. I encourage you to flee from every ungodly doctrine that's out there. You know, when somebody comes up and says, hey, I got a new revelation for you. That's probably a red door sign right there. Well, that's okay. You just go ahead and keep it to yourself. Because there are no new revelations. There are none. They've all been given. Glory to God. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of a stranger. We know what's true, and we know what's not true. Another thing Peter did, he started walking on water. You know, what do we need to do? We need to be a doer of the word. We need to be a doer of the word. Look here at Philippians 4, verse 13 says, I can do all things who? How? Through Christ. Yes, I can do all things. How? Through Christ. You've got to get Christ in your life. And then you can do all things because it's him that's going to do it for you. It'll be him that gets all the glory. It'll be him that brings it all. It'll be him that brings it all to you. I can do all things through Christ who what? Gives me the strength. You can. You are stronger than you think you are. James chapter 1, verse 22, verse through 25. Be what? Doers of the word. Doers. Doers of the word. I saw uh, a poll not too long ago that, that only 38%, I don't know, it was a long time ago, 38% of Christians in the world today are only doing what the word says. All they're doing is hearing. But what? Be you doers? Of, how can we be doers of the Word unless we know what the Word says? Pastor, you're, you're, you're making the Word an awful important fact. Hallelujah! <laughs> Oh, it a god. You get the word on the inside of you, a dangerous man and a dangerous woman. Hallelujah. And when the word starts oper- or when the church starts operating in faith in what the word of God says, we will be a dangerous place. Glory. For good. Yeah, for good. <laughs> be you doers of the word not hearers only, deceiving your own self. A lot of people hear so much and they never do anything but they really think they know something. Nah. They're just hearers. They're not doing anything with what they've heard. Amen? Folks, are we going to do something with what we know to do in 2023? I believe we can. I believe we're we're a group of people that wants to progress in the things of God. Hallelujah. Peter began to sink because he started noticing everything around him. But he cried out to Jesus. Listen to this Jesus will always be there for you. You ever been in a position where Jesus didn't show up and you and you needed him? No. He's always there. Sometimes I'm a little bit late, but he comes. And I've usually placed my own self in that position. Glory to God. But what is it? Jesus will always be there for us. Look here at Psalms 50 verse 15. He'll always be there for us. See, you can base your life on the scriptures I'm giving you today. It works. I said it works. God's word works for people who will work the word. Amen. Look at this. And call upon me. In the day of trouble. Anybody ever had a day of trouble? You've been in trouble. Things not going good. All, everything's going to hell. I've been there. Man, I wish this day would get over. You're looking at your wife. Only four more hours. Now get out of here. <laughs> Come on, I've been there. I know what it's like. Look, and call upon me in a day of trouble. Maybe I'll help you. That's not what it said, did it? Well, you know, I've called on God so much, and He's probably busy, and He won't won't care. No, see, that's that's the voice of a stranger, trying to talk to you, but the sheep know His voice. <laughs> and call upon Me any day. Call upon Me. Come to Me in any day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me for what I've done for you. Glory to God. Anytime, anytime. Look here, Psalms 91, verse 15. He shall call upon me, that you and I, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with what he's brought to me. Glory to God. The Word works, and it'll work for you and I. The last thing Jesus said, O thou of little faith, why did you doubt? Our confession must remain the same. God is still the God of miracles. God is still the God of healing. We need to be consistent with the Word of God. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11 and verse 12 consistent with what we're confessing. I don't mean confessing your sins. Too many people worry about confessing their sins when we ought to be confessing the word. Yeah, you ought to confess of your sins and repent of it, but you need to start confessing what the word says about you. Glory to God. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and and meekness. Verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. whereinto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. We're in a battle. Glory to God. Hold on to what you have. This church is winning. We are winning. We're not going under. We're going over. I'm not going to retire. I'm going to re-fire. Put another log on the fire. Come on. Verse, next verse, let us hold fast, hold fast, let us hold fast what we believe. Come on, church, let's hold on to what we already know. We already know enough to save the whole world. Come on, but we're going forward with what we already know with some other things we're going to find out. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Why? you got to hold on this and continue to believe it. Come hell or high water, you got to believe what the Word of God says continually. Don't be wishy-washy. Don't be like the waves of the sea that's in. One day you're in. One day you're out. One day you feel good. One day you feel bad. One day you're going to die. The next day you're going to live. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he, God, is what? Faithful who promised it. Whatever God promised you, amen, he is big enough and faithful enough to get it to you. Can you say Amen. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 10. Got, yeah, there you go. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. He is faithful. Amen. Look here at Matthew thirteen fifty-eight. Last scripture. Well, one more after this one. <laughs> Don't believe preachers when they say they're just about done. It's about a half truth. You know. And he did not. Listen, look at this. He did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. It didn't say it could happen, but it didn't happen because they chose not to believe what the word had already said. I tell you, I believe this is a group of believers. Amen. We're going to go out and win. The world. There's people around here. Amen. That man that tried to break in this car out here needs Jesus. This morning in the parking lot. try to break in the car out here. He needs Jesus. I said he needs Jesus. Amen. Hey, he needs a good dose of the Holy Ghost. Get him saved and born again. Yep. He quit stealing. Glory to God. <laughs> great, Thank you Jesus. It's your future. It's your future that counts. Not your past. Because your past was yesterday. Amen. Lisa, you want to come to the piano, please? Hallelujah. Just the start of Vision Sunday. And we're believing God is going to do some great things here at the church. That's just a start, those things like that. You know, uh, things that we need to do. What what do we need to do? Uh, Don't be afraid. Ask in faith. Know the voice of God. Be a doer of the word. Jesus will always be there for you. And our confession must remain the same. Those are just a few things that's going to propel you into the future and continue to do what God wants to do. But thank God it's Communion Sunday. Hallelujah. I love to take communion. And just just to say this this morning as Lisa gets ready to play, communion is not just for everybody. Communion is for those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And then you have every right to partake of what this table offers. Not only does this table offer everything that we were talking about today in the Word, but it offers salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. And it also offers healing through the stripes that Jesus bore on his back. So Barbara and I want to serve you this morning as your pastors. So honey, if you'll come up here this morning. We'd like to ask everybody to wait till everybody's been served. And then we'll all take this together. Barb, you want to go that way? And I'll go this way. Like I said, if you've been born again and you feel like you're a part of the family, you feel free to partake of communion this morning. get those other two there. Well, she's got it. That's fine. Praise the Lord. Yes. Pass it back down this way. get this down pat for its over good. <laughs> Has everybody been served? Okay. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23 through verse 26, I want you to look at this. This It's the Apostle Paul. He says, For I ever received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which you were betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. Go ahead and break it. After the same manner, he also took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. says for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you do show the Lord's death till he come let's just take a moment and just realize what just happened I'm so thankful for all the stripes that Jesus took upon his back that I could be healed I received my healing today I'm so thankful for that I'm so thankful that when we took the juice this morning, representing the blood of Jesus Christ. His blood covered my sin. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm a free man today because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross of Calvary. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can you sing a little bit of that, Lisa? What you're playing there? Yeah, help her if you know that. Yes. truth. What a great day we've had today to start the year off in church, starting new visions, new things we're going to see, new things we're going to do, new things we're going to experience. And we need you to do it. We need you to be a part of what God is going to do in this church. If you're a visitor, we welcome you. Come back and be with us. If we didn't treat you well enough, let me know. We'll try to treat you better because we want people to come. The greatest way we're going to get visitors at this church is for you to tell somebody, for you to invite someone. Invite them to this church. Help us grow. Come grow with us as we take Kansas City for Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. I speak to the east and I speak to the west. I speak to the north and I speak to the south. I call every man, woman, boy, girl, and family into this church that needs to be here. I thank you for their gifts and callings that they're bringing with them. We thank you, Father. Use us. Use this group that is here this morning to further your kingdom. And as you speak to each one of us to renew some of the things that we may have lost focus on, renew that in our hearts. And let us be made one again in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. God bless you. See you Wednesday at 7.30. Prayer at 6.30. God bless you. Hallelujah. What did I say? Seven. Prayer at 6.30. Uh, Yeah, throw your uh, uh, little communion things in the trash can on the way out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Wednesday prayer at 6.30, church at (laughs) 7.
0: It's
3: okay. Oh, glory to God.